Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please excuse my brother's dog Sarge for the crying in the background. It's been a long day over here. He has not been able to go outside and play because it's been pouring. We are officially in summer in Miami when it starts raining every single day. I don't remember what we talked about in last week's intro, but I feel like I'm doing really well. Like it's officially been a whole year since law school graduation and my mom, I don't know. I think my mom, it hit my mom like yesterday and she was like, holy crap, time flies. And I'm like, girl, where have you been? Like I've been saying time is flying for so long now. Um, and it's just, it's funny. I've made so many friends that are in law school and a few years below me. And it's just, it's like kind of nice to, to relive it with them, like their experience as a mentor. Um, and just, it validates my own experience, but also it shows me all the different things that I could have done in law school had I been in the right mindset and mentally and emotionally well to do it. And, you know, while that would probably make me sad, you would think it actually makes me really proud of how much I was able to accomplish knowing everything that was going on in my life. And, you know, I've shared some of that with you guys. And so I'm just feeling really, really proud of myself. Also feeling really nostalgic. And I kind of fed into that nostalgia today when I started watching like Bring It On and Step Up and Burlesque like and Footloose scenes on YouTube. I just was feeling the 2000s. And honestly, like movies and music from the 2000s is so much better than anything that we have now. And I'm really, really sad that the this generation, like to them it's vintage, but like to me it's my childhood. Um, but I guess, you know, they say vintage is, is best. So, you know, even if it is vintage, I'm okay with it. Um, what else is going on around here? Suck and sweet of the week, I guess. Let's see. Um, my suck of the week is that, yeah, this weather just is really killing my mood. Um, also I got my wallet stolen at a bar on Friday, so I'm currently without a license or without credit cards thank god for apple pay and having my wallet like a digital wallet um i was able to reorder all of my cards well froze them first and then reordered the next day so i'm waiting for them to come in and i ordered my license online um a replacement license so thank god for that sad because my little louis vuitton key pouch was my wallet and that was the first designer piece i ever bought myself and i was 15 and I've had that for 10 years and it's just really sad that it's gone but you know it is what it is the bright side is that my car keys were not attached and that is a miracle that you know my car keys were not attached when I got my key stolen also my dad is home so excuse me for one second I'm gonna try to get this in quickly because the dogs are about to go ham and I don't want to delay this any longer so I can go make dinner for my dad and I um what was I saying my sweet of the week um or I was just getting to it I think um my sweet of the week is that I have a date tomorrow and that's the first time I've ever talked on the podcast pre going out with somebody but I'm going to a museum and I think I've never done something like that before and I'm honestly really excited. One, I've been wanting to go to this museum, but also 
just to do something different it's probably going to be pouring again all day so we were like let's do something you know indoors i need to be able to have my computer accessible in the event i get hit with work um and yeah so i'm honestly really really excited that's all i'm gonna say but that's not a suite of last week that's like upcoming um this week what's been going on this week oh i got one of my clients a really big deal potentially it's not signed yet but if the brand says okay this is going to be huge for connect to social for my client and for myself and i'm just really really excited you know i'm putting it out there i'm manifesting that this deal goes through because we've worked so hard for this and i'm really really excited um i've added a few new clients and what is going on with my voice um and yeah this things are going really really well um on the connect to social side on the kaylin ran law side kaylin ran as a person and as an influencer myself brand deals opportunities events pr connections media dines things are happening and i just i feel really really good i'm, I'm entering my hot girl summer era my villain era you know i've been in it but like I'm feeling really good about it. And speaking of that, I'm really excited for this week's guest. She is someone who has really truly grown into herself, grown into loving herself, and she is in her hot girl era. She is thriving. She is killing the game on social media and in life. And I'm just so freaking proud of her. And I, I, I've only known her for a few months, but just what I know of her and our conversation it, it meant a lot to me to have Jackie Shames on the podcast and I really love this conversation for those of you who have ever struggled with weight and eating disorders and you know like are a curvier girl and struggle to find clothes that fits you she is your girl go follow Jackie I will link everything as always in the show notes for you guys and there's just some really great conversations in here about eating disorders and body dysmorphia and loving your body and the connection we feel with our bodies from my perspective from her perspective it's really really fun we have a great time and yeah i really hope you guys enjoy this episode it was really fun to record with her and i hope to see her out at an event soon i hope to be out on the social scene soon i feel like i'm in my social girl era and i'm just i'm really looking forward to the summer minus all the rain but you know you can't have flowers and rainbows without some rain and you know the down times the dark times that's what makes the brighter times feel so so much better and so much more rewarding so i'm gonna take that into the new week with me and i can't wait to chat with you guys next week i will see you guys all soon thank you guys so much for listening if you liked it please leave a rating and a review please subscribe to the show follow along, share with a friend, tag us as you're listening. Let me know who you want to see next, what topics you want me to cover, what so episodes you want to see, and we will talk next week. Meet Jackie. So Jackie, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Something people wouldn't know about me would be that I think people think that I am healed and that I have recovered from everything that I've gone through in my life when the reality is that recovery isn't a linear path. And I think I'm still learning to love my body. And I wouldn't say, I never say that I love my body or love myself. I say, I accept myself because if I were to tell you that I wake up every day and I'm like, I love what I see in the mirror, that would be a lie. Some days are better than others. And I think people think that I am the most confident person ever 
but that's really not the case. It's something that I have been working on for so long and continue to work on and will probably be working on for the rest of my life. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, you can say that for a lot of things, that similar story for me with mental health. Like there's a lot of days where Mm -hmm. I am not in the best mood, but I choose to like be grateful for the fact that I'm still here today. And there's going to be bad days and days where I, you know, I don't, sometimes it's body related. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's something that like my brain decides to make up and it's not even true. Like, but just acknowledging that like, it's okay. And that tomorrow will be better, but I've, I've come this far. Um, What are, like, how have you been working on healing? When you, the days that you like need to like put extra energy into like reminding yourself of that, what are some tools that you do that? How have you worked through healing? I would say a couple of things that I do religiously are I say affirmations daily, like right before getting on here, I stared at myself in a mirror and I said some affirmations every month. I change up my affirmations. So I'm like, these are my February affirmations. Now I have my March ones and I kind of just remind myself who I am. And um, something else that I do on days that I'm not feeling a hundred percent would be I sit down and I write down things I love about myself. I think it's easier said than done, but sometimes when you write down things that you genuinely love about yourself, you will be surprised at how much you have to give to the world and how much you glow, not even in terms of externally, but more internally, like how much you give as a person that has nothing to do with your looks. Yeah. I love that. Someone asked me that last weekend, like, what do you love about myself? And I kept saying like all these like things, like the giving side. And he's like, no, like physically, I'm like, that's something I'm still working on. Not going to lie. But I I am a very good at, I'm a giver. I'm not a people pleaser, but I am a giver and I go above and beyond for the people that I care about. And I'm very generous. And something that I do need to work on is being less so because then I always feel like, I'm doing so much for other people and they're not really doing anything for me. And I don't do it out of like an expectation. Like I don't expect them to do it in return, but it would be nice sometimes. But yeah, I'm still learning to work on the, the physical side because for me, a lot of my insecurities and my mental health issues started off with like not feeling good enough. Like that's my biggest insecurity is my fear of not fitting in and like not being good enough for people because I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. I knew a lot of people. I've always known a lot of people and I have a lot of acquaintances. And like, Mm -hmm. if I see them, I'm like, like, it's like, we're best friends. You wouldn't think that we weren't close, but like in reality, growing up, I didn't have, and I still don't have like a group of friends or group of girls. Like that's never been me. So I've always felt like I didn't fit in. I wasn't good enough to be one of the cool girls or like in the in crowd. And a lot of it was, I didn't look like everybody else. And I'm a year younger than everybody. I'm smaller. I, you know, either they were blondes or brunettes. I was like that awkward girl that had like the middle hair color. I used to dye my hair dark brown because I was like, no one likes me because I have like ugly poop brown hair. Like I needed to look more exotic to fit in with that crowd. Or like now I went back to my natural hair color. That was a whole thing. But um, I had a nose job. And like, I did it for myself, but part of me was like, so I, you know, look a little prettier and, you know, things like that. And thankfully it's never been like a weight or a body thing, but like, I never used to have body shoes growing up, even as a dancer, which is rare, but then 
I went to law school in Tennessee where I was curvier than most of the girls at school. And I got, if I was caught hugging a guy, I was sleeping with them because like they had mm-hmm. like this very like desperate housewives, like per- perception of blind women. And I was like, that's not true, but okay. And so now I'm learning to love myself and my body. And like, there's days where I'm like, oh, like, oh, like, I like how this looks on the other days, the next mm-hmm. same pair of jeans. I'm like, oh God, that does not fit me right. So it's definitely like been a mind fuck <laughs> growing up, yeah. like a lot of things. And, but it's all comes from like not feeling like I'm good enough. So the affirmations and I don't do it in the mirror or writing it down. But one thing I do is like every night before bed, I hug myself and I like literally physically hug myself and say, I'm proud of you and I love you and I'm grateful for you. And like, I kind of say like, whatever happened is like, I'm really proud of your resilience or I'm really proud of like how you handled that situation or like you didn't handle that that great, but like tomorrow will be better. Like it's okay. And like, I hug myself and like, I give myself that comfort because all I ever wanted as a kid was someone to hug me and say, it's going to be okay. And no one ever did that. So I learned to do it. I'm learning to do it for myself. Yeah. It's funny. Um, Well, first of all, I love that you do that. I think that's so cute. And I want to start implementing that into my I don't even know where I got it. I love that. Yeah. But I think it's interesting your, the way you grew up and that you felt like you were not like your friends was exactly how I felt. I was always significantly curvier than my friends. And I felt like I had to look like that. Um, and I had to lose weight in order to fit in. And I had to lose weight in order for the guys to think I'm cute. And my entire life was me needing to lose weight, but me never losing the weight because I loved food so much. And I would just, it just, dieting was just not for me. So I started dieting when I was 13. And for years, I was on and off every single diet you can think of, trying to look like my other friends when my body is just naturally curvy and doesn't want to get to that point. And the reality is that eventually I learned that people don't want to be around me because of what I look like. People want to be around me because of who I am, because I'm fun, because I'm outgoing, social. Um, I have, you know, I love to go out. I love to go out to dinners. I am a good listener. I'm a good friend. No one is around me because of what I look like. And it took so many years for me to learn that. But eventually, honestly, until like five years ago, it took me such a long time to learn that. And now I I know that my friends don't care about what I look like. I fit in with them because of we have the same personality and we're just the same and we have yeah. fun together. Yeah, I think it's more important how you make them feel and if they feel that right. they could go to you and like, you guys, yeah, you guys have fun together. But mm-hmm. society, that's not what society tells us growing up. And you look at the movies and TV shows. And that was the other thing, like growing up in the early 2000s, like 2010s, you know, there was no Hispanic girls on TV, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I've never been one of those people that was like, I didn't see myself on TV. So I felt slighted. Like it wasn't that like, I, I am white passing. So like it, I saw myself on TV, like some, in some ways, but like, I, you know, I just, the relationships that the girls were having on TV, like that was never me. I don't live that close to any of my friends. I went to school. I went to dance schools. So I drove to really far for school. Like I, I live really far from where all my friends lived or so I never got to see them outside. They would all go to the malls after school or go to shopping on the weekends or the beach or whatever. And like, that was just not, I, so I, I, I mean, it wasn't my fault that I didn't live close enough, but 
I always felt like I didn't fit in, but it was just, a lot of it was proximity. I know that now, but like, you know, they were talking about boys and like, they would like swap stories. And like, I was a year younger. So like, I wasn't emotionally there yet. I was like, they were all talking about boys at 13 and like kissing, having their first kisses and their first boyfriends and their first crushes. And I was still 12 and I'm like, you boys are gross. And so I, I just developmentally, I wasn't there, but I, I internalized all of that. And, Mm -hmm. and now as I got older, while I was in college and in law school, like all of my friends for the most part have become their guys. Like most of the guy people that I have in my life are guys just because they don't give a shit. (laughs) And they're like, and I'm just, I feel more comfortable going to them than girls because I don't feel judged. They're like, my guy friends be like, okay, you like, I'll give you your 20 minutes to vent and run, like get it out of your system. And then like, we're going back to class, like, or we got to go. And that's it. Like, that's all, all I ever needed was someone to listen, but the girls like mm-hmm. want to like one up and like, no, I did this and this, this, and I'm like, that's not the point here. And it just always felt like I had to try to be something that I wasn't. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, like friends aren't going to like you because of you can share clothes or you have this or you or whatever or like you can get them in there like yeah there are people that are like that but those aren't the friends you want in your life anyway the right people want you there because you make them feel good and like they get something they you're a mirror for them like you are able to give them something that they need and you give them something you like they give you something you need and you can share your life with them and by coincidence, it's mostly guys. Now I'm starting in my mid twenties to have like true girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because a lot of them aren't even in my city now. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I wish I could just have my friends in my city, but at least I'm starting to have them. So. Listen, I will say as I've grown older, I've learned that having a few quality friends is so much better than having a lot of acquaintances. So my best friend in the world lives in Boston and I see her all the time. I go to Boston all the time. We plan New York trips, but she's in Boston, but we still talk every single day. We text and um, I don't know. I just think that as I've grown older, I have removed people from my life who have either made me question myself, have just been a negative influence, have love to gossip. I just, I'm not in that place anymore. I don't need to talk yeah. about other people because I'm so fulfilled with my own life that I don't need to yeah. talk about other people's lives. I have just cleaned up my friend group a little bit and kept the people who make me feel good and who allow for me to be my best self pretty oh, much. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually recently just removed one of the last people that was making me feel that way. Mm-hmm. And like looking back, I was like, Wow. Like even one of my, so I met one of my closest friends now she lives in Chicago and she's the person that I talk to. Like I joked to my other friend last night. I was like, she's like my boyfriend. Like that's how much we talk. Like we're just always talking, but she lives in Chicago and I met her on my bar trip. So we didn't even know each other. We've never lived in the same city. We've never, like we had nothing in common besides the fact that we both went to law school at the same time and we're taking the bar exam. And then all throughout the bar exam sitting, we were chatting because we knew we were going on this trip together. It was like an EF tour to Europe for three weeks. That's how we got close. And we like, we terrorized Europe. It was great. But like, she was telling me a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, like you, yeah, like you were being really negative and I've been meaning to talk to you about it, but I didn't want to upset you and saying like, hey, you're being really negative because I knew you were hurting. Like I knew why you were doing it. 
And, and I was like, no, like, I wish, thank you. Like, I wish you would have told me, even though I probably wouldn't have been that receptive to it, but because Mm -hmm. I, I realized it too. And it was because of somebody else that was in my life that was bringing me down. And I finally removed them from my life. And I had been wanting to for a while, like it had been on and very on and off friendship and a very toxic friendship, but like, she was one of my longest friends. And I, you know, you, you have that like side of them and like you share history and you know a lot about each other. But I'm glad that that friendship has, I am still dealing with the repercussions of it, but it's over and I feel so much happier and like less judged. And I was finding myself being a lot more judgmental of people and small-minded and I'm glad that that's over. And like, yeah, I don't, I've never been one to gossip or talk about, but like celebrities and pop culture is one thing. Like we don't know them and it's different. Right, and like right. the whole <laughs> Vanderpump rule scandal, like I'm- Oh, I'm up. talking all the talk. Of course I am. But when but, it comes to like yeah. people in your life or, you know, seeing, for example, let's say someone, I'm just giving like a really weird example. Um, one of your friends launched a podcast. Not even, an acquaintance launched a podcast there's some people that are going to be like, why is she doing that? Like, why does, you know, what oh, yeah. does she think she is? And that comes more from other people's insecurities and wishing oh, I have that a they could do something. So I have a better like that would, that you. fulfills them. Go for it. Yeah. No. So this, this is a true story. This is partially what happened with this person is like, I have always been a curvier person. That's just, so not always when I was growing up, I was very, very skinny because I danced so much, like to the point where like I was consuming like crazy and I would not gain weight. Like it was actually a health issue. Like my doctor was Can't like, relate. <laughs> I don't know, but like a doc, my doctor was like, this girl's not gaining weight. Like it's mm-hmm. getting to the point, like where it was unhealthy that I was not gaining weight. And it was not, I, it's not that I wasn't eating. I just was burning it all off so fast. And I had yeah. on top of that, I had a fast metabolism too. And so like, they literally would feed me like Pediasure shakes. Like I would, they were just trying to fatten me up at that point. And like, I right. just, it was not working. And mm-hmm. then I stopped dancing at 17. I graduated from high school. I stopped dancing. And then by the time I'm like a sophomore in college, I was like, oh, I have curves that I've never had before. And I love them. I finally didn't look like a prepubescent boy. I was like, awesome. Cool. But I never had problems with my body. Like I, I loved it. And then I got to law school and that whole thing happened. Then I started to be like more like self-conscious about my body. But now that I was back in Miami, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to like show it off. Like if I'm going to do it, this is a city to do it. And like, I feel good about my body and I love my curves, whatever. So I was sharing it and this girl does not have them genetically, but she just never has. And she was very insecure and jealous that I had curves. And like, Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing I can do about them. And I remember telling my mom, like we were going out for her birthday and I remember wanting to wear like, so actually I wore this top out once with her and like, she was like, "Mm, but whatever this. So different night, I was wanted to wear this corseted top that like definitely like pushed up my boobs. And I was like, my mom was like, that's really cute. You should wear that. And I'm like, we had bought it for a Halloween costume and then decided we weren't going to use it for that. So I was like, now I had a top and I was like, oh, that's cute. I can wear that. I haven't worn it yet. And I was like, wait, no, like it's a little too much. Like she's not going to like, my mom's like, do you hear yourself? Like, she's not going to like that. Like, do you want to wear it? And I'm like, yeah, it's cute. She's like, then wear it. Who cares? Show up the minute I walk into her apartment. She's like, and I was like, yep, this is going to be a fun night. Long story short, we ended up having a falling out and are no longer friends, but, and it happened that night for other reasons. 
But the whole time, the reason why, like the deep-seated reason why she used an ex- a different excuse is that she was jealous of me and she was very insecure because I've, I've always been the more outgoing one, the more friendly one, the one that people gravitate to more because I'm the more like open, like energy-wise one and she's more mm-hmm. standoffish and like she will only talk to you if you come to her. She's not going to go out and seek it. And whereas I'm not really going to go out and seek it either, but I'm a lot more willing to be like life of the party and like people want to come talk to me. Whereas she's like hoping that they will. And we, we compliment each other until we didn't. And then it got to the point where I was like, all the people that she liked were coming to talk to us, but not for her. Mm -hmm. And, and that was part of the reason why our friendship broke up. But like, yeah, it was just like the insecurity and the jealousy thing and like hiding who I was and pretending to be like someone that I wasn't. And like, I was being very negative and just feeling like I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear or talk about the things that she'd be like, yeah, I never curl my hair because it makes me look really young. I do. I don't like wearing my hair straight. My hair is always curled. So every time I was like talking about curling my hair, like, oh, do you like at one time I asked her at her apartment because like one of my curls had felt fallen out and I was like oh do you have a curling iron that I could touch up with she was like no I don't curl my hair I don't use curling irons and I was like okay can I use your straightener then like you didn't have to say it like that like and it's like you want to wear your hair one way I want to wear another like that's fine like it's okay and just Mm -hmm. like little things like that just that's why I prefer being a guy's girl I have a lot of guy acquaintances like from like college and law school and like people I would meet out I use dating apps to meet guys that I become friends with like I literally it's don't so date funny. on dating apps like they're all guys like guy friends at this point and it's just like my shenanigans like my private story is all just shenanigans on snapchat and it's like mostly guys <laughs> that's so funny um yeah well Going back to your friends, hurt people, hurt people. I've been there when I was like very insecure. I would take it out on my family. I would take it out on my closest friends. I would say comments and then regret them. I'm not there anymore. I actually really think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Especially if I'm having a bad day. If I'm having a bad day and I, I, it took me a while to get here, but my sister told me this the other day. She's like, I'm really proud of you because you sleep on things now before you say them. And I'm like, you're right. I will sleep on my thoughts. And then the next day, if I still feel that way, I will let someone know. How but, do you, um, how do you like, how have you been able to be like, let me hold it back and like sleep on it? Like, cause that's something I'm very impulsive. So I had that same issue where like, because I was hurting, I would be really rude to people or be mean. Like I was a mean girl, but because it was a defense mechanism and like, even to my parents or my friends. And I've gotten a lot better. And now I'm like the type of person, like I'll write it out in my note or I'll write the text out, but I won't send it or I'll send it to my a different friend and be like, is this okay to send? Like I will, when I remember to, I will, but I'm not the best at it. So how do you kind of like, okay, I let me take a minute and like think about this before. I think a lot of times I assess where I'm at and how I'm feeling. And I think if I'm feeling really anxious and just angry and I see the text and I'm like, does this sound like something I would normally say? Um, I take a second and I just like leave it there. But I also, I feel like I call my friends a lot and, you know, kind of tell them about what I'm going through. And a lot of them will play devil's advocate and make me realize that like I might be overanalyzing or thinking about something a certain way when it's not actually the reality. So I, I'm really good. I think maybe it's been through therapy, um, on taking a step back, breathing, meditating, 
And then one of my friends and I, Serna, she, she has taught me to like, when I'm feeling a certain way to meditate on it. And then after see how I'm feeling, but I don't think, I think for the most part, I don't really comment on people's appearance or say things that like may hurt them that way. I think it's more of things or situations that I might be analyzing in a certain way that might not be the reality or me getting angry at someone not doing things my way. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's not, it's never like a dig, an an intentional dig. Right. It's like me making shit up in my head or because like they didn't treat me the way I want to, or I wouldn't have responded that way. So like, I like, I make up shit a hundred percent. It's that. And like, I'm the same way I, I call my friends and I'm like, I need to vent like that. And that's why I love having so many friends in different places in the country Yeah, or some of them are even in Europe. And I'm like, can you talk? Like who's available to talk right now? Like I need to talk, like I need to vent and I will like soundboard it with a couple people. And then I'm like, okay, now I can right approach this like am I being reasonable or am I being crazy and overanalyzing something and wanting yeah. things to go my way like and nine times out of ten that is exactly what's happening right like, it, yeah it, like it's okay you can do what you like they're always like look like you have a gut feeling you have your intuition is telling you this like it's okay like you can trust it even though like right other people aren't gonna like it like you gotta be honest with yourself or like no, okay, you're being crazy. Like, let's not do that. Like, send it to me if you really need to send it. That's why I'll send it to my friends. I'm like, send it to me if you really need to send it. Do you feel better now? Okay, the yeah. problems. Like, don't, you're good. That's it. You got it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny. I'm known for the Jackie text, which is basically like a paragraph of how I'm feeling. But I, I never, it's interesting when I communicate how I'm feeling, it's never in like an angry way. It's more of like, I'm letting you know, this is how I'm feeling. And maybe I might be analyzing the situation incorrectly, but I want to let you know that like what you did hurt me or, you know, it's like things like that. So I'm known for that, but yeah, yeah sleep on after. it, sleep on I it do- and then send it. I, that's, that's smart. I need to be better about that. Like I send the apology text, but I already sent the one that was the problem. You're like, I'm sorry that I said that I should have waited a second. Yeah. Been there. Yeah, so I, I, I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm still working on, on sleeping on it. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just like, I tend to be very impulsive and like, I'm very passionate and that's something that I got told that was a bad thing while I was in law school. And I was like, so I started second guessing myself and I, I was being told I was too much. I was too overwhelming. I was too loud. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that's just always how I've been. And like, I'm starting to now realize like, it's okay to be those things, but I need to wield it carefully because right. I can hurt people because of my own like defense mechanism and my walls are up and like, I attack because I'm hurt and I need mm-hmm. to not do that because that's not fair it's not like fair to even if they they might have hurt me first it's not fair for me to hurt them back it doesn't doesn't help anyone to do that um right but yeah yeah I, totally I like agree. that the Jackie text of like this is how I'm feeling like this is why I'm hurt and like coming at it from a different angle once you've thought about it and like one actually one of my younger cousin's friends like wants to break up with her boyfriend and she's like I don't know how to tell him I've tried breaking up with him and he will not accept that like I want to break up and I'm like okay so write a letter like write a letter of all the reasons so like I'm really good at giving other people the same advice but like I can't like I've in I mean I this isn't like I've never had to do that myself no I'm just surprised that this guy like won't let won't accept the breakup like like if someone were to tell me I'm not 
if I'm not interested in you, like if I were to receive that text, I'd be like, okay, not interested in me moving on. They're like 20 years old and together so for like four years. I'm like, you're, you've never been single, like go, mm-hmm. go wild out. Like this is literally the time. But you're I was so like, young. okay, like I told her, I was like, I texted her yesterday. I was like, come over to my house. We, I can write the letter with you and mm-hmm. like, we can read it and you can look at it tomorrow. And like, whenever you feel ready to tell him, go meet with him and read him the letter and then let him keep it. And that's it. You said your piece. Like you've that. already tried once and he's like, no, I'll change. Da, da, da. And I'm like, he's not going to change. And she's like, no, he yeah. already, he already shown he hasn't. And but like, he won't let me break up with him. I'm like, there's nothing. She's like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I'm like, there's nothing left to fight for fuck hurting his feelings. Like you are hurting yourself more by saying a relationship you do not want to be in. Write the letter and be done with it. Be done yeah. with your life. Oh my gosh. If she needs any help, I'm happy to help her. I was like, like literally, I would be like, this is what you're going to say. And oh, say, I did. Like, I literally I to did. unfollow you on social media. I need to remove you from my life right now. I'm, I'm not, I don't see a future with you and I wish you the best. And I think you're a great person, but this is not yeah. going to work for me. And I, and yeah. And I, that's basically what I told her. And, and like, she was telling me like the reasons why, like she doesn't want to be with him anymore. And I'm like, so you literally tell him that. And mm-hmm. like, You've already tried to end it once and he said he was going to change and he didn't. That's it. He doesn't get another chance. You do like it didn't, you do not want to be there. That That's it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if one person wants out, there is nothing left to fight for. Um, right. And same thing with friendships. The only time I've ever done this like letter chick was my big sister and my sorority. And like, I basically like became an, an orphan. Like I orphaned myself. I was like, I am leaving this. Like, I do not want to be your Good little- and I, and that, that, that was where the letter trick came from. Cause she had moved away. She graduated and like, I like didn't have a way of telling her. And I was like, let me just write it all out. And then I will text it to her, but like, let me write it first. And I was like, wait, this is actually like, so I kept that in my back pocket. I've never had to use it again. I love that. I think that's but, a great idea. I love writing. I'm a big me too. journaler. So I think that's a great tactic to use, write it down and then read it read what you wrote and then take from that what you want to send to the person yeah it's like a multi-process step so yeah it's not the first one yeah it's like you you draft it out you take a look at it in a day or two and you're like "Hmm, maybe it could word that a little better let me fix this here and there and then you look at it again and then it's like okay now I'm ready and either you mail it you email it you give it to them whatever um but I think Love like that. I've only ever done it in like a friendship setting, but I think it's a really great way to break up with someone and you leave the letter with them. So like they have, there's no like ambiguity. It's like, no, literally like it's in black and white. Like this right. is why it's ending. But yeah. So going back to healing, what we were talking about earlier, how did you, like, when did you recognize like, this is a problem and I want to feel better. And how did you start healing when when did this journey begin for you? I would say it began. I mean, I, I have the date and I remember when it happened, but it was during quarantine. And I think during quarantine and what I'm referring to is my eating disorder. It was, that was when it got the worst and I was exercising morning and night. I was barely eating. I was exhausted. I was moody. I was just unhappy. And I remember thinking multiple times I thought, what am I doing this for? I'm like working my butt off to sit in my house and be 
thin in my house because the, the reality is that we weren't my going body, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. What am I doing? And the reality is that it takes a lot for me because I am just naturally curvy. My set weight is like a curvy weight. So it's a, it takes a lot for me to be thin. It does. And that's just the reality. Um, it's probably my genetics. I don't know. But I remember the day was August 6th, 2020. And I remember the day because I have a video on my phone that I'll explain in a second. But I had just gotten back from Puerto Rico, which is my home. And I was there for two weeks or so. And that was when it got the worst. I remember I was the gyms were closed there. So I was running outside morning and night and I my body was physically exhausted. And I remember just being so angry at my mom because she wanted to eat out and I never wanted to eat out. And it was just a lot of it was just the worst it had been. And I got back and I was in my apartment alone and I just started crying. And I took this six minute video on my phone where I just said, I'm so tired of this. I don't want to live like this anymore. I have a snippet of it on Instagram, but I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care if I gain weight. I just, I need to heal myself from this. And that night I called my mom first and she answered the phone and I was like, mom, I have to get help. And I thought I was hiding from the world when in reality, everyone knew, everyone knew that I was, you know, going through this, but they didn't want to be the one to tell me because I think when you, you need tell to be someone, I was in denial. Yeah. You need to I be the one to realize denial. it for yourself for sure. Yeah. So then I called my mom and she's like, I told her, I was like, I need to get help. And she goes, why are you? I remember she was like, why are you asking me? And I was just like, I just need your approval. And she's like, of course, you know, she was so supportive. And I called my dad and that week I just started like looking for therapists that, that, um, focus on eating disorders. And I found one. And then I worked with a dietitian who helped me incorporate foods that I wasn't eating. So carbs, I wasn't eating carbs, like a lot of, and it was hard. It was a really difficult time and I gained weight quickly and my body changed quickly. And it was, it was very uncomfortable. And I think back to that and it was just, it was hard, but that was when my healing journey started. And since then I've been working on myself and I would say that I have healed tremendously but every single day of my life, I wake up and I have to decide, do I want to let the angel who is telling me, eat what you want, go out to dinner, you know, go for a walk, you don't need to run, win? Or do I want to let that devil win who's going to tell me, you need to restrict, you need to go crazy on exercise, you need to, you know, that cycle of like binge purge, restrict. Um, do I want to do that? So every single day I wake up with that and for the most part, the angel wins almost That's every day good. lately, but sometimes, you know, that devil is, yeah. you know, speaks to me. So it's an everyday thing really. Yeah. But I think that a lot of it comes from giving yourself grace on the days where the devil wins and knowing like right. tomorrow it's, I get to make that choice again. Cause you get right. to make that choice. You're right. still here. You still have the ability to make that choice. And I think it's, yeah, going back to like calling your mom and asking for approval, like I think the reason why nobody told you before was because with any like with anything, with addiction or mental health, like or a relationship, like they need to want to change. Like you need to want it for yourself. No one can make you want it. And it was you finally were the one that was like, I want this for me. I want to feel better. Some like yeah. I'm I I want to have my life back. I don't want to feel like I have to restrict or whatever it is because that's not living. 
And like you were denying yourself at the end of the day, what you were doing was you were denying yourself what you wanted and what made you happy. And you were, you were, you were ready to do that. And I have a similar, so mine wasn't a video, but one of my deepest, like darkest times in law school. So I have, I've had suicidal ideation since high school, but it got really bad in college once and really bad in law school once. And both times, ironically, both times I like, I've never done anything. I've never actually taken an actual step to do anything about it. I'm too much of a chicken shit. Like I don't actually want to leave. Like I, I don't, but it was like, I, you get to the point where you're just, you're fed up. Like you're tired of feeling this way. And both Mm -hmm. times I had one of my guy friends that I could call and both times they don't come. So like the one thing that I love about them both is that they didn't, they don't come to my rescue physically. They're there for me, but they allow me to be the one to rescue myself. And they help me like talk me through that. But one time in law school, I don't know if I still have it. I had a note on my phone where I literally just wrote out like all of the, like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm tired of this, tired of that. I'm tired of feeling this way. Like, so like the same thing that you kind of did in a video, I had it in a note and I wrote it all out. And I remember calling my, one of my best friends in law school. And I was, it was like 1130 at night. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I don't want to be here. Like this isn't right for me. He did not answer. Cause it was like midnight and he was sleeping, but the next day he sees my, so I must've fallen asleep or something. Like, again, I was never going to do anything about it, but like, I was just at my wits end and like, I was bawling my eyes out in my apartment by myself crying. And I guess I must've fallen asleep. And so when I wake up, I have a text from him. He was like, I don't know what the hell you were about to do last night, but you better not have fucking done it. Well, let's, where are you? Let's go. We're going to brunch. And he like took me to brunch and sat me down and he was like, okay, what's wrong? Why? Like what happened now? Cause like this had been, it had been building. And he was like, why now? Like right. why today? Why last night? Like what is happening? What, what happened that made you feel like you had to do this? And right. I just, and I, I didn't have one reason. It was like, I just like literally was like, I, I, I think I remember, I, I feel like I showed him my phone or I read it to him or I sent it. Somehow mm-hmm. he saw it. And I remember being like, here. And he like looked at it or whatever. And he was like, okay, do you feel better getting it out of your system now? Like, like what, like you, you have me, like I'm here. Yeah. Everybody right. else doesn't give a shit maybe. And it's true. They didn't learn that the hard way all the people at school, like none of those people are my friends, truly. Mm-hmm. None of them were, and none of them really were at the time. And that's something that I have to like accept. And and I, for the most part, I have it. They, they all hung out a couple of days ago and like that did stink for a little bit, but I was like, okay, whatever. Him included, but he's like on the periphery of that friend group, which sometimes I, I would, I'd be like, can you not hang out with them? Like, it makes me feel bad that I'm not invited. And he's like, I only hang out with them because I'm friends with the guys in the friend group. Like, I don't actually give a shit about any of these people. And I'm like, I know, but it still hurts to see. But anyway, he was Mm -hmm. like, who cares? I'm here. You have me. And I was like, yeah, you don't answer your phone. And he was like, okay, I was sleeping. And I'm like, I know, but like, how am I supposed to know you're there if you're sleeping? He was like, I'm here now, aren't I? And I was like, okay, fine. And so this happened, this was like three separate times in law school. Like that was like the the worst Mm -hmm. time, but- I remember two months into law school, he grabbed me, he walked me to my car. And at one point he grabs me, turns me around and he looks at me. He's like, I love you. Cause we were talking. This is the, like, we started off as like talking and then we realized we were better off as friends. The first time he like, it's like, 
turned around. He's like, I love you, but you need help. Like, I cannot be with you when you are in such a bad place. Yeah. I need yeah. you to get help. And that was the time where like, I saw the fear and like, this guy did not know me. It was two months into law school. He had no reason. And like, how did he love me? Like he had no idea. And for some reason, that was the time that I went to therapy for myself. Like that was me realizing like, okay, I want this for me now because yeah. he was showing me like, there is a, like, he's like, cause he confided in me like that he had an experience where with someone in the past, like, that's why he could not be with someone who needed help because he had already tried to heal someone and it did not work. And right. he was like, I need you to heal yourself first. Mm -hmm. And like, I will always be here for you and I will always support you, but you need to want it. And I was like, I do want, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So, like, okay, so then go to therapy. And I finally, that was like, okay, like I'm going to go to therapy and like literally saved my life. So then there were two more instances, that one and the, the I'm tired one. And then I remember I was sitting on the couch. I was the, the, a day, the day I moved home for summer, my app, like right before my 3L year. So it's like the end of, it was like end of 2021, like May, 2021. And I'm sitting on this couch. It's like 2.30 in the morning and I could not sleep. And I'm an insomniac because I have anxiety. So like, I just was racing. My mind was racing and I was like, I, I, I wit's end. I, I, I don't know why, but like, same thing. It was like the, the friend group, the girls, like they had all made plans to hang out and did not invite me. And that was like a thing that had happened multiple times. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I flew home right after finals because I had no plans. Like there was no reason for me to stay. And I wanted to go home for the summer. And turns out they all had a trip weekend trip planned before they went home. Of course, I didn't get invited to that. And mm -hmm. so I see it and I was and I was like I'm what I'm fucking done I think at times like, I'm fucking done like this bullshit again like I talk to them about it they tell me that they don't plan things that it just happens last minute and they oop, conveniently oops I forgot to text you bullshit and I, and I yeah yeah fine okay whatever and like I was like I was lying to them saying like okay it's fine whatever I knew all along they were keeping me out but it's like at this point if I mention it to you once they're just fucking inviting me for the sake of inviting me but whatever and he was like I'm going to stop you there. I wouldn't want to be friends with those people, but keep going. Oh, I'm, I'm not friends with them now. And I never wanted yeah. to be friends. And that's the whole thing. Like he literally, and he called it nail on the head. He was like, why do you so, mind you, it's 2.30 in the morning and I'm texting him and he's not answering the phone. And so I like, he was going to wake up to like an essay of text messages. And all of a sudden, and like, I was like, fuck this, I'm going to call him. He picks up the phone. So he, he was reading these all the whole time. And I, I guess he either knew I was going to call him or like, I don't know. I don't know what he was going to do, but he was awake. So I call him 2.30 in the morning. He's like, I was like, wait, you're, you're awake. You answered. He was like, yeah, what? Like, just get it out. And I was like, whatever. I spewed everything. He's like, why do you so badly want to be friends with people who do not want to be friends with you? Yeah. It's the people why? pleasing in us that we want to like, be accepted by everyone. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm like, I want to be accepted by everyone. Yeah, and when I'm not, not it like makes me feel, do I want it? The reality is like, do I want to hang out with them? No, not really. Like I'd rather no. be in my house and like be around people that- I want the option, and but I want to, be... to say no. And right. no, it's, it's that, like it's that feeling of not belonging and not feeling like I fit in. And yeah. I just want to be a part of something. And yeah. he was like, these people- do not even like themselves when mm -hmm. they were a friend. And whoever was conveniently not there that day was the person that was getting shit on. 
that sounds like an awful friend group. It was, I would not want no, to be a part of. No, it was <laughs> terrible. And he was like, they don't even like each other. Why do you want to yeah, so badly like, be why friends do you want to, with these people? You're going to be like, the next one. And I'm like, I know, but mm-hmm. like, that's who we hang out with every day at school. It's like, we're always going out. We're always together. Like, I still want to. And, and he's like, who cares? Like, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm so fucking misunderstood. No one at school likes me. Like, I don't have any friends. He's like, you have me. I'm here. You have that's all that matters. One is better than one quality friend is so much better oh, than like yeah. 17 acquaintances that are oh, going to talk behind your back. And yeah. I've always known that. And that, that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I always knew that all along. And I've always had like my core, like one or two from each, like middle school, high school, college, whatever. Um, but I remember him being like, you have me, you have this person, like another guy friend yeah. of ours. And it's like, who cares? Like, yeah. But fuck them. Like, like you, the reason that you are so misunderstood or, and you are not liked at school is because they don't understand you. And if they don't want to understand you, they're not going to like you, but it says nothing about you. You knew all along that law school wasn't for you. And you choose, you chose to stay because you knew that you could do something else with this degree and look at the career that you were building for yourself. Mind you, this is two years ago. So like nothing had happened yet of what is happening now. And like, he doesn't even know because we haven't had a chance to talk, but like, I know he would be really proud of me, but he's like, you are choosing to go on a path that is really untraditional. You know that you, you took that risk and that's Mm -hmm. okay. So yeah, they're not going to like you and they're not going to understand you, but why do you care? Like, you know, you're doing something that is unique and special. And like, you have people who support you. So don't let a few people who don't affect everything. Fuck them. And like that night, I was just like, you know what? You're right. And mind you, it's still all of three a year. There was still times where like that conversation had to happen again. But that mm-hmm. time I was like, and I, I ex, I ex one of them from my life because the, a couple months ago, all of a sudden one of them was like, we were talking, she was like, she got engaged. Was like, oh my God, congratulations. We were talking. She's like, can you help me like get Amazon links for something? Like, you know how to do the Amazon links. Like, yeah, sure. Here you go. So she can like build a register or whatever. And then I don't know how we got on topic. And she was like, oh yeah, by the way, like you said something one a year that has really bothered me. I'm like, we Why are is this graduated- coming out now? We are graduated and we have passed the bar exam. It is three and a half years later. Now is when you choose to tell me this. You've been holding on to this for three years. And now you're choosing to tell me all of these things that I've done that you, and like, she's like, yeah, like we've all had an issue with you because of this. I'm like, Oh, so that's why no one liked me all three fucking years. But you mm-hmm. choose to now to tell me like, by the way, hey, newsflash, I didn't know about it. I couldn't do anything. So like, maybe you should have told me. And I like, I'm still, I muted them all on Instagram. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll say happy birthday and congratulations when they get married and have kids. But like, that's the extent of that. Right. Um. So when I saw they all hung out the other day, I was like salty, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I didn't really want to be do there. Do I anyway. really, you have to ask yourself, do I really want to be there or am I upset because I didn't get the invitation? And that's something that I ask myself a lot yeah. when I see that. But yeah, you just have to, I think it's interesting because what you said about muting, but not even deleting, there are some people that you have to deal with for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. And they're still my you, classmates and we still had yeah. good memories. I mean, there was some good times and like at alumni events and shit, I'm going to see them. So it's like, I'd rather save a little face. I also live in a different state than them. So like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. have gone to that night out, even if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd rather not cut that cord fully just because I'd rather save myself the trouble. But yeah, I feel that. 
navigating friendships in your 20s is so damn difficult like I get so many questions about now nav- like people love anytime I do a Q&A people want me to ask about friendships or like they want to focus on friendships because I think that so many people struggle with that during their 20s they don't know how to release friendships that no longer serve them which is something that I have mastered and I think that friendships like you have to realize that who you surround yourself with says so much about you not only says so much about you but affects you and your mental health and how you feel about yourself so choose your friends wisely yeah because your worth and everything about you depends on the people you hang out with yeah I didn't realize that until honestly like recently a couple months ago when like the last like these two incidences of like this girl and the girl before like they kind of happened around the same time and I was like I feel free like that I never have to talk to these people again if I don't want to yeah. and like I don't or I don't to. have to yeah I'm thinking about some people in my life that I've removed and I think that the common denominator with them was just me feeling like my worst self whenever I talk to them or me feeling yeah. like they bullied me or said you know just made me feel like I couldn't be myself and that's what I was gonna say for me if you if you have to act like someone or pretend to be someone you are not that is just not a true friend yeah that's what it was for me like the common denominator with this girl and that whole friend group was that that I felt like I had to be a different version of me or a less version of me to fit in and like no like if if you don't like I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay and I'm yeah. I fully have accepted that like in in Spanish si me gusta bien y si no también if you like me great mm-hmm. if you don't great like amen and you know and then my mom would always say too mejor sola que mal acompañada and I'd be like uh-huh. that's not true like I don't want to be alone and it's like no I'd I wanna, rather be alone I would rather now, be alone. yeah and I'm like now like I I want to have the option to say no to things because I want to be alone and I like myself now and I like I like who I am I like who I'm becoming and like I like the things that I'm working for and yeah like maybe other people don't get that and don't understand it but who cares you think that Jeff Bezos and like all these people like they were understood when like their ideas were crazy and look at where they are now like you have no idea so I was gonna ask you like how did you master like ending friendships like what are you like what are your tips for that for people I would say I think it is okay to send a breakup text with a friend and that is something that I've done I've just said that right now our friendship no longer serves me um I think that I don't feel like I can be myself around you I don't think that you are the best influence that's something that I've said um, I wish you the best, but right now I don't think that like our friendship is, is benefiting me. That's something I've done. And then honestly, naturally, I've just kind of pulled myself away from, from people. So I've, I don't know, like I used to be so available for people. So I used to answer every phone call and let people just talk, 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 and not even ask one question about me. And those are the kind of friendships that I've kind of cut off a little bit. The ones where they would call me and like vent about their lives. And then when my turn to talk would come on, it was like, okay, got to go by. And I am very careful now about protecting my peace. And so any friendship that I feel like just takes from me and doesn't give back, I have removed myself from. 
So just really protecting your peace is important, whether that means muting people or removing people from social media or not answering every phone call or text. That's okay. You don't have to be so available for people. And that's, I feel like you have the same issue as me or have had the same issue where we give so much and sometimes we don't get that back in return. So sometimes I'll be on the phone with someone for one hour and I, I will hang up and be like, what did I get from that phone call? Did I even say one thing about yeah. what's going on in my life or have them ask anything about me. Um, so you just have to really think about your friendships and think, are they two-sided or is it just one way? Or am I just there as a vessel? So I yeah. don't know. I've just removed myself and I've, I've sent breakup texts. I have no issue sending a breakup oh, text. Same. Oh no, me either. And, and yeah, a friendship and a relationship, like you, when they are no longer serving you, mm-hmm. like, I think like, a fr- anybody or a career anything or anyone in your life whether it's a job a boyfriend girlfriend parent friend whoever if they are not adding to your life or at least leaving it where it was at the very least but like if they are not adding to your life if they are not teaching you something or serving you in any way in a good way it's time to let them go yeah because it's not fair to you and I've had to, you know, I used to be that friend that would call and just rant. And like, I've learned that like, that's not healthy. And like, I need to like, you know, reel it in because it can't always be about me. So what I try to do, and I'm a lot more conscious of it now is like, I will ask them, like, even if I'm like, Hey, I need to talk. Are you available? And they're like, yes, I will give them the floor first. And I will ask them how they're doing. So, and like, are you still like, are we good? Like, can I like, I have something to talk about too. Can like I go? And they're like, okay, yes. So like I, I try to ask, like, are you do you have the capacity to heal to hear what I'm going through right now or hear what I have to say? And like a lot of times my friends are like send me a voice memo and I will answer when I can. Yeah. And and so like I've done that too. Of like I'll send it and like I may not hear from them in a few days, but nine times out of ten, what I needed was to get it out of my system. Yeah. And I feel so much better having yeah. said it and then I can move on. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good like being conscious of like, not just give like risk, like both being a giver and a taker. It's a give and take. You, it's, it's, it's a two way yeah. street. And yeah. yeah, if they're no longer serving you or they don't make you feel good about yourself or about, or like, if you have an idea and you like tell them about it and you're really excited and they're like, oh yeah, it's like, not a good maybe, idea. like that's not, it's, if you yeah. are really, truly passionate about that idea and you want to see it through, don't lose the idea, lose the friend. They should, right. They should also be excited for you. And they may, might not understand. I think when I first started, even shameless, my parents were like, my mom to this day, she's like, I don't understand how you were so open with the world, but I'm happy for you. She's my just mom like, is the exact I'm glad, same way. I'm glad you're doing that. Do I understand what you're doing? No, but go ahead. And, you know, I think it's just like having that support system and also like you said, make sure that as much as you have to vent, make sure that you're also listening and, and not just like venting and, and closing the, or like, you know, cutting the call. It's being also being there and um, remembering that friendships are two-sided and you never know what's going on on the other side. So just make sure to yeah. check in and, and not just be like, I'm going to dump all of this on you and hang up the phone. Um, yeah. yeah, friendships are interesting. And let me tell you, I think for the rest of our lives, we're going to be navigating them. And there's still going to be people that come into your life and leave, you know, get out of your life. But that's just life. Like people are going to change, you're going to grow, people are going to, 
you know, build families. I'm going to, you know, I'm not the person I was five years ago. And, and because of that, like I used to go out and be like crazy and whatever, and my priorities have changed. So some friends like have kind of just slowly on their own left my life. And, and that's just how it is. Yeah. And I think it's really beautiful too, to recognize we are not the same person we were five years ago, even a year ago, even six months ago. I don't want to be, I look mm-hmm. back at that girl. I twenty five years ago. I was twenty. Mm-hmm. I was. So oh, you're unhappy. so young. Yeah, I'm twenty five. I was so unhappy. I was so miserable, but I didn't know yet why. Like I hadn't truly begun to heal and figure out right. the deep rooted causes of everything. And you know, I'm I'm not there yet. I'm nowhere near completely healed. Though we will never be because it is linear, like we talked about earlier. Right. But. I've come a really long way and I like why I'm not. I was actually telling one of my friends yesterday, like, I like that the people that I have in my life now have for the most part come into my life in the last one to three years. Right. Like the people that are choosing to be here now, some of them have seen my evolution, like the law school evolution, which I think is the most important of them all. But the ones that have come into my life in the last year, they get to see this side of me that like... I've had my down days, I've had my bad days, but like, this is the version of me that I'm the most proud of because I'm not denying who I am anymore. And I'm not lying to myself about Mm -hmm. trying to fit in with people or be someone I'm not, or stick myself into a box. Like I never wanted to be in to begin with. And I think that's really cool. Recognizing that in yourself and like acknowledging how far you've come. And that's why like, I hug myself. I I don't know where I got the idea, but like, that was where it started of like, every night before bed, hugging myself and being like, I'm proud of you. Like, even if I'm not proud of something I did that day, or like, I'm like, right. it was not a good day. Like you made it through another day. And I'm proud of right. you for that. Because something that I always used to tell all my guy friends, especially like that one friend in law school, I would call myself a cockroach. and He hated it. He's like, you're not, a, that's disgusting. First of all, like you're not a cockroach. Oh my gosh. Like, why would you even say that? And, but the, I meant it in the sense of resilience, like my strong, right. my best quality is my resilience. And, and it's because like, and, and I just, I, I, like, it was a metaphor, but it was just a really bad, <laughs> I mean, it's a good metaphor. It's a, not the best. Like, no, it is. It's great. But it's like, but like, he was like, you can need you, to find can a better you, animal that's resilient. He was like, can you say butterfly? And I'm like, but I'm not in my cocoon yet. Like right now, like I'm not, I haven't yet come into my cocoon where I'm going like to come out of it on the other side. Now right. I have. And I think my 23rd year, my, my 2L year was that cocoon year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where that, and like, so like I joked, like a lot that I was a cockroach and he was like that's disgusting I'm like but look you can try to knock me down you can try to kill me try to stomp all over me and like for some freaking reason I am still here and I'm so I always no come matter, out strong like no matter how many times people have tried to knock me down or tear me down or tell me that I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. I don't deserve this or like all the reasons why whatever like I'm still fucking here <laughs> like for I, some, I don't want to leave just yet there's more for me to do I'm still kicking and yeah, cockroaches, you know, that. they can kick for two weeks without their heads. <laughs> and that's where it came from. I'm going to find you a better animal. I'm going to, I'm going to like do some major deep Googling search to find you a better. Um, no, animal. I don't say that I mean, anymore, but it's, it was funny. Like in law school, that's what I would start. Now I say I'm like a butterfly, but yeah, like I've had my. And that's what I've seen just based on the story you've already told me. Like you are finally coming out of that shell and you're being your true self and 
whoever sticks around great whoever doesn't like I I will hold the door open for them anyway. yeah right. and I've Goodbye. always been really good about that like I will hold the door open for people like if you don't want to be here I won't like maybe for a little bit but eventually I will be like I'm not there's nothing left to fight for there's a door yeah I'll gladly hope like I have like I don't tolerate cheating I don't tolerate like dishonesty or like things that like I will hold the door yeah. open like I and I'm been I'm very good about that it's like the more subtle prop like you know slights that like are harder because I'm like I didn't realize there was a problem until like I look yeah. back and I'm like oh no that was a big red like walking red flag but yeah yeah I think and, and that's the one good thing of having being so defensive and having my walls up is that like people have to fight to be in my life and like I want right. them to fight like I I'm because I'm such a giver like I need you to fight to be here and like want to be here and show me that you deserve to be here because once you're in you are in and, and I'm I am gonna be the best person, person. I'm the I'm the nice I'm the best person I will go above and yeah. beyond for you but like that takes a lot out of me so like I need to make sure that I'm using my energy wisely and that you deserve it and like if you are no longer deserving of it like there's the door and I think I'm finally yeah finding those people and it feels really good like I feel like I'm finally coming into my own and I feel like I've been the best I've ever been because I I don't know if I I've been talking about this a lot like I don't know if you're like really into human design or like your intuition or anything but I saw something the other day where it said like you can't rationalize intuition if you can it's not intuition and Mm -hmm. I was like okay yeah like that's what I've been doing my entire life like I've always been a gut feeling person but I thought that I had to like use logic because you're taught to think critically like I should do this right and it was like the angel and the devil was like what I really wanted to do and like what I was talking myself out of doing and like I made my life so much harder nine times out of 10 because I was doing what I thought was right, but not what I actually wanted mm-hmm. to for, for the fear of not fitting in and not belonging and not being good enough and hurting right. other people. And in the last, like literally like month or two, this is recent, like within the last two, three months, I was like, you know what? The only person I'm hurting here is me by denying something that I want. Yes. Right. It's, it's not the most popular. It's not the smartest decision. It's not the most popular decision. But you know what? It's the it's it's what feels right, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop denying myself. And like I did it both in my career and in a personal relationship with someone in my life. And I'm like, holy crap! Like I feel like in the last two weeks, my life has gotten easier because I'm not fighting things anymore. And I feel like you're seeing that, like that I'm just like a lot more. I mean, I've always been open and vulnerable, but I'm just more like free because I'm not putting this pressure myself to be someone that I'm not and I think it's really hard for people to and it's really fucking scary but if I that's what I want to show people like I want to show people that you can do that for yourself because right it's not worth like it's not like why like why are we that that's why I was so tired all the time like going back Mm -hmm. like because I was fighting everything Right. And like, it served me well in a lot of ways. I got through law school, even though it was really fucking hard. I think I made it harder for myself than it had to be, honestly, but I did it yeah. and I got through it and like, I got my degree and now it's like, it's up to me. Everything like I get to, you know, it's my I got fucking to choose turn. for myself. That TikTok right. sound like it's my fucking turn. Like I get to yeah. decide now what, what, what I want in my life and what I want to yeah. do with it and who I want to be there. 
And I think that's what your 20s is really all about. And yeah. And I think it's really I'm like happy to connect with someone like you who shares that in their own way and like with mm-hmm. your eating just dis- dis- your eating disorder like recovery story. I keep getting tongue tied. Your recovery story. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Um I think it's really special that you share it because so many people unfortunately do go through that and that you've, you know, not that you come out on your side fully because you, you know, it's a healing, it's constant, but that right. like you are able to share that, like it does get better and be that guide for people. Because I, I feel like just so many people are scared of sharing their vulnerabilities and sh- and sharing like that we're not perfect and that we have bad days and that bad things do happen and that we make mistakes too. Like we are not perfect and like, it's okay to not be perfect. And so I love that you share that. Thank you. For people who, who are like, who may not even realize, like there's, they, 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 they don't even know yet that that's, that they're truly harming themselves and they're listening. Like what's a piece of advice? What's something you wish you would have heard from someone maybe you wouldn't have been receptive to it but like that like would have like stuck in the back of your head with you at that time it's interesting because I think you're always in denial and like you said trust your gut and I'll give you an example I remember I lost my period for nine months and after month one I was like "Hmm, that's a little weird but I know I haven't been active And after month two, I just let it continue going. And I remember thinking maybe it has something to do with how I'm eating and and what I've been implementing. And I was like, no, like I was in denial, but my gut was like, you are harming yourself. And I think for people who don't, I don't, I don't believe that people don't realize it. I think you try to live in denial and you try to tell yourself that what you're doing isn't harmful when in reality it is. So me not having a period for nine months, I was in denial and I was thinking like, you know, like I'm just going to continue going and I want to continue this because I want to look a certain way. But if you are struggling, something I will tell you, or if you think you might be struggling, ask yourself, would I be doing this if it wasn't to look a certain way? Would I be like implementing these habits if it wasn't, you know, to look a certain way? And if the answer is yes, or like, I, I, you know, I am doing this because I want to look a certain way. Ask yourself, is it worth it? Like, what is it for? You know, is, is, am I living a true life by doing this? And I think for me personally, I wasn't living a life. I wasn't my true self. And it was taking so much out of me to do that and to look a certain way that it just wasn't worth it. I will say this, take your time in deciding when it's right to get help. It's not easy to ask for help. And sometimes you don't really have to share with people. I decided to share it with the world because I'm just an open book and I'm okay with it. And I love helping other people realize that they're not alone. And there's, I'm sure there's people who watch me who are also struggling and might not even tell me, but I, it's just remember, you're not alone. Remember you're not alone. And how you decide to seek help, whether that's you working on through it by yourself or working with a professional or whatever it is, remind yourself that it's okay and that it takes time. It's not an overnight process. I think some people think it's like, I'm going to go to a treatment for 30 days and then I'm healed. It's not an overnight process. So remind yourself that and whenever you're ready to take that leap and take that step, that's okay. Whether that's now, whether that's a year from now, but at least the fact that you're acknowledging that something is wrong is the most important part of it all. 
Yeah, I love that. Recognizing like, I think, yeah, the acknowledgement part of it, but also that it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be overnight. And, and there's beauty in that too. Like that it's not overnight because a lot of times the reason you were treating yourself that way is because you didn't like something about yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's the process of not just healing, like the, the brain part of it, but it's the learning to like who you are and the body that you're in who you are accepting who you are and and your energy changes and like it's a full body mind body spiritual thing it's not just a body thing right it's it has a lot more to do with how you actually feel about who you are and not really about the physical because I think we think that in order to fit in with society or society or to fit in in life, like we have to look a certain way when in reality, it's it's about accepting who you are. And once you start to accept who you are, you're going to start to realize that you're going to be okay with what you look like. Yeah. Because and how you show up so in much the world. More. And something that one of my dance teachers told me in like, I was either freshman or sophomore year of high school and it has stuck with me is don't be a space filler. Like, don't just take up that. space in the world. Like, you're here for a reason. And, like, she was saying that because, like, I was in, like, the back corner. But obviously, you can see me still. And, like, I wasn't – I was in the very deep depression at this stage. But, like, I was just going through the motions of life. Right. And, like, she was saying don't be a space for, like, finish the movement. Like, get through it. Like, dance. Like, actually, like, move your body. Like, why are you standing there in a corner, like, not really Be trying? Yourself. But, like, I've taken that so much deeper of like don't just go through the motions of life take up space be who you are like you are meant to be here for a reason you are here for a reason stop denying yourself and like show up as who you are meant to be and stop trying to be someone else stop trying to fit in into a size that you are not or a friend group that you do not even want to be a part of because when you start showing up exactly who you are meant to be the opportunities will come the people will come into your life because you give off that energy of like you deserve and you want to be here and you just need to like tell the universe that like that's what the whole lucky girl syndrome law of attraction like it's the energy you you give off it's the energy you have when you are telling the universe like hey I'm open and I'm receptive to all these things that are coming my way guess what they're gonna start coming your way if you want something put it out energy universe like then it will come and like I finally like that clicked and like I, I I haven't seen her in a really long time. This was a decade ago. But every time I see her on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I just like think of that quote, like, don't be a space filler. And don't be a space. I love that. I'm gonna start telling that myself, telling that to and, myself. Like, don't oh, be sometimes I say I have to. I have to remind myself of that. Like, don't make yourself small. That that quote, I have to remind myself of it too. But for anyone who is like, where do you shop? Like looking for like brands that make you feel good that you like shopping at that fit your body type. You know, once people are already starting to accept who they are, that are the more like, whether they're more inclusive brands or the fabric is more soft and like comfortable, like, is it like that it's cozy? Like, where do you shop for people? I, I mean, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm not a petite person. And so sometimes I struggle with fitting into like, the small size clothing, but for someone who is struggling with it even more so, and they're learning to like this body that they're in and like, they don't want to go in and be like, I like fight with the zipper or whatever it may be. Like, where do you shop? 
obviously Good American has done an incredible job with yeah. size inclusivity. I think the important part for me when I'm shopping is being able to see something on different sizes. And that is something that thankfully brands are starting to implement because yeah. back in the day, it would only be one size. And now I'm like on Good American, it's like, see it in your size. I'm like, that is fantastic. That yeah. was oh, not Oh, I only shop at brands that now show multiple sizes too. Right. It's so weird because I was actually this, every morning I sort of online shop. It's my toxic trait. But <laughs> this morning, my friend was telling me about a set she got at Gap. And I, I don't think I've I keep hearing at- about Gap. I keep hearing to shop at Gap. And I'm like, why? I- let me tell you, I went on the website this morning and I go, not only do they have it in, you know, all the sizes, they have regular, long, and petite. I am petite. I have to get everything shortened. And I was like, this is amazing. I have the option of getting it in my actual like height. Um, so being able to shop that way is so important for me where they not only have, you know, so many sizes, but also length because I'm short and I'm curvy and like being able to find something that fits both of those things is not easy. So yeah. kudos I'm the same to Gap. Way. Kudos I need to, to check Gap. them out. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Gap and Old Navy because I've been, I'm on the g- struggle for jeans because like I Abercrombie right now is my go-to because oh, Abercrombie's great because they but have I don't like love the length, but they're great. I don't like, I love their jeans because they're the ones that fit me the best. Like, cause I have, thighs and like hips and a butt but then it's like mass like I'm three different sizes like like yeah, <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous like I'm like I'm regular length but sometimes they're a little too long still like I have to wear heels with them but I'm not petite length because then they're too short and then so interesting. like if I'm like one size in my thighs another size in my hip and another size in my waist and so like Me too. but I'm not gonna tailor jeans like that's ridiculous Oh, so, I tailor all my jeans. <laughs> like the hem, the hem, yes. Like I'll get the hem cut, but like the uh, top part because my weight fluctuates. So then, like I, yeah. you know, then I have to like try on five pairs of jeans to get dressed in the morning. I mean, I still have to do that, but sometimes I'm just like, I hate this. So I need to try Gap. I've heard Madewell, Gap, and Old Navy, but Madewell is great too. Abercrombie. I've owned all the jeans. I could do like a list of like the best. I've owned every single jean you can. I have a little bit on TikTok, but it's changed a little because I think my body has changed like even in the past year. Um, I've been loving Zara jeans. I will tell you that. There's these like wide leg jeans that I've been loving and they fit me really well. Um, but I think Abercrombie does a great job. Madewell does a great job. For me, if you're showing different sizes on the website, you are winning me over. Like that's, oh, that's me a done deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say it's, I still think it's hard. I don't think there has been a, a brand for me that has nailed it. And I will be honest. I think that slowly brands are getting better at it, but there's no brand for me that I'm like, this fits my curvy body really well. There is one I will say, but it's pricey, a more A-M-U-R. It fits my body like a glove. And I own so many of their dresses, but it's pricey. But yeah, yeah that's another thing. It's hard. Dresses it's hard. Is hard for me because of the proportions too. Like then you have right. to take into account like boobs as well. Oh yeah. I'm like a booty, a butt, and then like a smaller weight, you know, it's, yeah. it's not easy. I feel like I have to fix everything. And 
I'm so but, glad my grandma's a seamstress because I'm just like, Abuela, like, which, here you go. <laughs> you are so lucky because every, every the amount of money I spend on getting oh, my sure. stuff fixed is, and I think sometimes I spend more money getting my jeans fixed than on the actual jeans. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. Oh but, yeah. My, yeah. I, I, I'm thankfully I have my grandma. The days that I will not have her will be very hard. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think, um, it's so important to have these conversations and talk about this. And I love that you are sharing it because like what we were talking about, like the gene, like, you know, breakdown of like where to get good genes or showing it on different sizes. Like that's the beauty of social media is that now, like you can go and see people who look and feel and think and, you know, are like you online in a way that we couldn't when we were growing up. And I think there's a lot of downsides to social media, but there's a lot of really cool upsides to it. And my younger cousin, she just turned 16 and she, she struggled a lot more with her body than any of us have. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool to know, like, I don't think she uses TikTok in that way, but like, I I want, I want her to, and I hope she one day does, especially now as she like really enters puberty, just because, you know, it's, it's hard growing up is hard enough doing it alone. And like, then you dealing with like all the outside factors of it. And I think having someone to go to that, like you, that people can just DM and be like, Hey, I need help with this or I'm struggling or, you know, I need a friend being there for them. And yeah, my mom thinks it's weird that I share my life on the internet too, but I, I love, I think, I think if I've gone through anything and I can, by sharing my story, I helped one person. I know it was worth it. That's what I say. If I'm like, if I can help one person realize they're not alone, I don't care about a following. I don't like, I'm not doing, I just want one person to realize like, Hey, you are not alone. And I, you know, I've gotten so many incredible messages. I've had people like stop me and and be like, thank you for, you know, it's weird. Like to me, to, to this day, it's weird, but it's the most fulfilling feeling realizing like you are really helping people out by, by doing what you do, by sharing about your mental health, by sharing about, you know, body acceptance, like you are helping other people by telling your story. Yeah. And I think even, even, even if you don't think you are just by sharing it, someone out there is listening and they may not even realize that they needed Mm -hmm. you to say that, but it'll hit a decade later. Like it did for me sometimes, you know, but Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can everybody find you so they can reach out to you, check you out, Instagram, TikTok, pimp yourself out? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so glad and we need to meet in person. We both live in Miami, so we need to meet in person. And please, and you can find me on Life of the Shameless on Instagram and TikTok. So go follow. Perfect. I'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.